Namaste. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. Today we're talking about how we put Buddha's teaching into our daily life. Okay. Um, the teaching that we have learned, that we have learned, heard and study and how do we apply it into our daily life so that the teaching so that the Dharma can help and improve our daily life our daily activities because to many people it is a very frustrating and sometimes it's difficult to to grasp to understand that how can one apply what they learn into their uh, into their daily activity because it seems that after we learn, after we go to the meditation retreat, when we have a nice peaceful um, environment, or when we go to the temple, uh, have the Dharma class, we seem to be calm. But as soon as we leave the place and we come back to life, when we come back to meet everything in the society it seems like we leave everything that we learn that we study in the temple it it doesn't connect the the the, the teaching that we study seems to stay in the book or stay in the video you know stay in the facebook group stay in the quotes that we see we can't really draw anything to benefit our life seems like there's a disconnect between you know the study between the teaching and the daily activity that we have so there's a bridge that people are missing there's something that cannot that doesn't, that doesn't click to for them and that is one of the a big challenge that's one of the big challenge that a lot of people um, have okay and this is one of the question that we often hear uh, that the question is being raised in many places including this podcast also and like this message that we received from Ari and she expressed the same question so take a listen hi Sophie my name is Ari I've been listening to your podcast and I hope I pronounced your name correct um, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months now I found it when I was um, on Spotify that's where I listened to it is Spotify um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your words. I love listening to it. Um, 
I started at the beginning, episode one, and I've made my way through. I've kind of jumped around different episodes. Um, but I just want to say, keep going. I really enjoy them. Um, I am reading your new book. I listened to your most recent um, episode, um, the book, A New Me. I just started it last night, and I'm loving it. I'm flying through it. So thank you for that. Um, my only question would be just how do you fit it into your life a little bit more? How do you make that transition? Is it just more of um, making the effort, putting in the time and all that to make it happen? Thank you, Ari, for dropping me a voice message and a question. So, as we can hear, there's need to be a bridge that we can connect the, the teaching to our daily life, to our daily practice. How do we do that? Okay, so first of all, so what that means is that we have not understand the, the, the whole picture of the teaching yet. And that is okay, okay, as long as you keep going, as long as you keep uh, studying, so that is okay. Um, to get to the point of truly understand what the teaching is all about, there is no shortcut to it, unfortunately. We have to put in our effort, okay? But at one point, it will click together for you. Uh, so there are important components in the, in the teaching, in Buddha's teaching, that are required for, all, for us all to understand in order for things to make sense. You don't have to know everything, you know, before you can understand it. But you just need to know enough. You just need to know the main uh, components of the teaching in order to make sense out of it. And then after that, you can branch out more and more and more and expand more into the study, into the uh, uh, the path. But as I've mentioned, so the way that I have structured the podcast is as I have started from the intro in episode 1 and 2 and then continue to 3, 4, 5, there's reason behind it. And that's exactly the reason how I see it. In order for a practitioner to get to understand the picture, I have covered the main components of what is needed. Okay, I have, I have not covered everything that is 
in the teaching, such as the sutra. I brought in a couple of examples from the sutra, but that is about it. Other than that, most of the talk that I have, I have covered on the important aspect, on the important components of Buddha's teaching that we need to understand in order, you know, that we need to learn in order for us to grasp the, 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 the picture of, exact, of exactly what it is that the Buddha taught. So let me recap briefly on what the components are. Okay, the requirements. And those components, those requirements are like pieces of puzzle. As I have mentioned a few times here in throughout through my podcast and also in my books in Anumi or Wisdom for Living. They are pieces of the the of the whole puzzle. And you don't have to to know all the pieces of the puzzle, but as long as you have the main component, you can tell, you can understand, right? So what are those pieces? Those pieces, so you have to be patient with yourself. You have to start learning, okay? You have to start. You have to start, I would recommend, with the Four Noble Truths. Okay, understand what the Four Noble Truths is all about. What is it that the Buddha talk about in the about the Four Noble Truths? Okay, which is important. It's very very important. Right, and I think I mentioned here and there one of the books that I have. That I uh my first book. Uh, the first book that I start my study was by Lama Surya Das. Okay, Lama Surya, S U R Y A Surya and space D A S. By Lama Surya Das, and the title is "Awaken Awaken the Buddha Within." That's my first book. And that book describes very good, give you a really good detail and understanding about the Four Noble Truths and about the Eight Four Noble Path. Okay, so the Four Noble Truths is one of the component, main component in Buddhism. Okay, it's a big piece of the puzzle that you have to understand what is the Four Noble Truth. And I have covered that in my earlier episodes. After that, I have also covered 
about the body and the mind. And the study about the body and the mind is a little bit technical and it's a little bit deep and most of that comes from the third canon of the Tripitaka. The third canon is called the Abhidharma. Okay, but it's kind of technical. But I have covered, I believe, in my opinion, I have given sufficient information in either, either the talks and in the books about the body and the mind that the Buddha taught. Okay, because after all, who we are is the, our body and our mind, correct? That's how we normally identify ourselves. We identify ourselves with the body and with the mind. So that is what the Buddha taught. The Buddha taught about the body and the mind. Okay, and about this the ident uh, identification with this body and the mind and whether that identification is a good identification or not that when we identify ourselves with the body and the mind so that's another big 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 component of Buddha's teaching that we need to study and we need to understand. And when you study, it's not something that you just read through it like a story. It's not that Buddha's teaching is a teaching. It's just like you go to school. You go to learn mathematics or physics or whatever. There's a formula, okay? And this is a formula that of Buddha's teaching. If you don't learn the formula, and then you don't understand, you cannot do the math or whatever. It's the same thing. When you study Buddha's teaching, it's not just for reading. Because Buddha's teaching is not about telling you to recite stuff. And just to take it to memory and that's it just to remember things and just to repeat things, to chant uh, like, a, a, like a parrot. It's not that. Buddha's teaching requires understanding from you. Okay? Not a belief, but an understanding. If you don't understand, you have to study it again and you have to ask questions. Okay? When you don't understand something, you have to ask question in order for you to understand. If you have question and you doubt things, you have you you have to find out the the true answer of what it is, what is what the lesson is supposed to mean, and you take it and you contemplate on it. You analyze it for yourself. It's not something for you to believe. Whatever the Buddha taught 
is for you to understand it for yourself. It's just, it's just like that. It's not a belief. Okay? So when the Buddha said, study about the, about the body, about the mind, and the Buddha breaks down what is the body, what is the mind, all right? And how does a mind come to be? And what are the ingredients that make a mind? Things like that. You study it, okay? You learn it, and you sit down and think about it. Meditate on it. Contemplate on it. And figure out, is that true or not? And you, you take a lesson and you apply it onto your own understanding. It, you apply it within. You apply it to your mind. And you do the observing. Like, for example, the teaching about the mind. When the Buddha said, the mind comes to be through the five senses, right? Once you wake up, there you are. What is... How does the mind comes to be? And I have covered on that subject in a lot of episodes, such as the you have an infected mind. Our mind is infected. How does our mind get infected? Where is the infection come from? Also about our two minds, the intellectual mind and the emotional mind. Right? When you get to understand the ingredient and the processing mechanism of the mind, okay, for example, after you study all this lesson that the mind comes to be through the five senses, okay, and every single one, every single human being, you yourself included, and everyone around you in this entire world, everyone has, as the Buddha has stated, has stated, have the same ingredients of mind. The mind ingredients or the mind faculty, which in the Pali language called Chitta Seka, those ingredients are the stuff that makes our mind, right? So, for example, you go after you study, after you go to the retreat and all that, you come back to your life, you come back and see people, meet your friends, co-worker, families and all. And now, see, when you do that, all your senses are active when you awake and you receive all this information, right? Through your senses and how you react. Now you you observe, you, you apply the lesson by observing this onto yourself. So you become your own laboratory. You observe your mind. You follow your mind, how, how you react, how your feeling or how your emotion comes to be. 
when you hear things, when you see things, when you smell things, when you touch things, okay, when you taste food, how is your feeling? What kind of reaction that you have? See, that's how you bridge it. You learn, you know the lesson, and now you're applying it by experimenting it on yourself. Okay, when I see this person, what is what kind of reaction that I have? Is it anger? Is it hatred? Is it love? Is it lust? Is it envy? Jealousy? What kind of feeling is that? You see, all of those uh, different emotions and feelings, those are the ingredients that are described in the mind faculties. Okay, there are wholesome mind faculties and unwholesome mind faculties. So those are the different ingredients. So when you hear things, you hear a song, you what is your emotion? What is your feeling? You start singing, right? Along with it, then that means you have a positive feeling. You have a positive emotion toward that song. Observe that. Now you know that, oh, okay, that when that feeling arises, you become the knower. You know that I am experiencing a happy feeling. I have a happy emotion arising inside of me. And when you hear something else from your spouse or from your children or from whoever that you don't like, that is not pleasant, and all of a sudden you feel tense, you feel upset, you get mad, you have to be able to catch it instead of being instead of identify yourself, you know, with the feeling, you catch yourself right away. You say, oh, I have this unpleasant feeling arising inside. See, the catching of that feeling is the bridge. That is the key. That's how you apply the Dharma onto your life. The catching of your own feeling is that bridge is the key that you need and it's called mindfulness okay and it's described in the satipatthana sutra the satipatthana sutra is all about mindfulness okay so this is how you apply so when you learn to catch your own feeling instead of being angry or happy or mad or sad or whatever, you just notice it. You become the knower of your own feeling. You see? When you become the knower of that feeling, there's a sense of detachment from that feeling. That you are not that feeling, but you are experiencing that feeling. You see the difference? The difference is you are not mad or you are not angry, you are not happy, but you are aware that there is that feeling, there is that emotion arising within you. 
That's the important key. That is the point. Okay, because that is what it's all about. The important thing about understanding your mind. And when if you can get that, you will understand what ego mind is. Okay, ego minds meaning the regular normal mind that everybody has. They just go with the flow, with the different emotion during the daily activity, daily function, all that. It's just like that. So what are the ego minds? When you're happy, you're mad, you're sad, you're whatever, all kinds of emotion you have, that's called ego mind. Okay, but an awakened mind. Is a mind that is aware of itself. It's a mind that is aware of its own feeling. When the feeling arises, it knows that hey, I am experiencing this feeling. That is the difference between an awakened mind and a normal mind. This is the bridge. Once you discover this bridge, it will open many many doors for you. Okay, once you can discover this, when once you can bridge this, the teaching that we have gone through to your own, to your own mind, to your own. Speech to your own feeling, and instead of going with your emotion, your emotion, your feeling, you just say, "Hey, I'm experiencing this. This feeling here is arising within me." But you are not that feeling; you just experiencing it. That's what the Buddha's teaching is. That's one. It's not the whole teaching, but that is the. One of an important teaching. Once you can get you, once you get that bridge. There's a whole world of possibilities. There's a whole different world of, of things that you will discover, but but this this. Thing right here that I just mentioned is the is, your bridge to the other side. Okay, it's your bridge to the other side, to discover who you truly are, to discover about the true teaching, to discover the Dharma, the the true meaning of the Dharma. Because from there, then you start to understand the mind, the reactive mind that I have covered in my in previous episode. How our mind is infected because we identify ourselves with the mind, and when in actuality you can see how the mind works. You, it's sort of like you detach yourself from that stream of emotion, and you just watch it, and you become mindful of your own emotion, and then from that 
point you can progress by understanding your mind and then you can say okay so i now sort of understand how this mind of mind work and how how my mind react to everything around me and i can understand it now in a way that oh i don't have to be this way or that way i can just observe it i can experience it or i don't have to let's say there's some kind of negative feeling going on you just step back that is a negative feeling that's an that is an unwholesome mind that just arises in me do i want that see now you have a question for yourself do i need to have a disturbed mind because um, of what i just hear and then now you start going further about what is this identification that i'm i'm identify myself with what is this ego that i'm holding on you see now you're going further what is this that i'm protecting that i'm defending that i get so offended by the saying and all what is it so now you go further when you go further then you start to understand the lesson that you learn about the body right that the buddha taught that you are not the body itself but the body is a vehicle that bring us consciousness that we become aware of things but even the body is not us you see now you go you dive deeper and deeper into the dharma you start to realize more and more about who you are that you are beyond the physical body and you are beyond this um we say the physical mind but to get to further and further into this point you there has to be a bridge between the teaching between the lesson that you have studied and the experience that you observe yourself within you within your own mind within your own heart and then you can see that you you can see the different emotion that your mind create based on different uh sensories that you have okay all this information all this stuff that's going on around that is feeding you constantly during your waking moment and how your mind react or not react having this now you start to get detached because now you're observing your own mind you are awakened that's the point that you need to get to once you get that then just like i said there's a whole why uh world of things that you will discover
for yourself. And that is when you make progress. If you cannot discover the bridge, if you, if you still do not understand how to observe your mind, to follow your own mind activity and understand it that this is a wholesome mind activity or this is not a wholesome, this is an unwholesome mind activity, then there's no connection. So it's very important to understand the 52 mind faculties I have covered. And yes, I have in both of my books. Those are very, very important. Okay, the mind faculties. And when they arise, you know which one it is precisely, exactly. Aha, uh-huh. I have this mind faculties coming up that create this kind of mind that I have, that I am experiencing right now. Okay, the mind, a wholesome mind faculty or unwholesome mind faculties. Once you can follow that, because the mind, our mind, your mind, has been in the habit of reacting to everything around us since birth. So the process, the learning process to catch our own mind takes patience. You're not going to be able to catch it right away because the mind, as you know, works very fast. But you have to keep trying, keep following it, being mindful of what you say and what you do. And that's why there's a lot of sayings say, you know, uh, being mindful it, or before you respond, count to three, something like that. Right? It's because people want you to learn to catch your own mind, not to react fast. Catch your own mind and, and ask, what is it that the mind wants to do? Does the mind want to speak something violently? Does the mind want to curse? Right? Because everything starts out with the mind before the speech comes out or before action comes out. It starts from the mind. And the mind comes to be through all these different mind faculties. So when something comes up, it comes into the mind first and the mind translates into speech or physical action. That's why they say, try to hold back your reaction you respond for about three seconds and ask what is it that it's come is it wants to say or wants to do. Is it wholesome or unwholesome? Is it necessary? Is it is it of benefits to anyone or is there a different way or different approach to respond or not respond? Things like that. That's what an uh, an awakened mind does does. They become mindful of themselves and what is the reason of doing that? As we all know, human beings, we all want happiness. 
Okay? If nobody wants to be upset and stressful and all that. So the reason that we do this, that, the, that we follow our own mind, is that we want to catch the mind that disturbs us. Okay? And the mind that disturbs us comes from 12 unwholesome mind faculties. And that's, that's all to it. But those 12 causing trouble in the world. And what are they? Anger, hatred, jealousy, right? Uh, restlessness, and all that. Okay? So when those things come up, they disturb your peace. You cannot sleep, right? You have issue. you're mad, you're upset, and those ingredients. And, and you think you are upset, but it's not. It's the mind that is creating that. But if you can observe it, hey, wait a minute. Because when you observe it, you say, this mind here, this unwholesome mind here is wrecking havoc in my peace. It's disturbing my peace. I don't need that. That's how you can see the benefit of the teaching. That is when you see the benefit that, oh, I don't need this. Okay? I can control this. Before, you just go with the flow, right? You just go with whatever emotion you have. But now, when you become mindful of these different mind activities, you can stop it. You can control it. You can do whatever with it. It's up to you. But you have to be able to catch this different emotion. And you say, do I, do I need to respond? Do I need to get my peace of mind disturbed? That is up to you. If you want to get disturbed, then go with it. Have fun with it. Okay? And see how far it takes you. But I don't believe anyone wants to go down, uh, go to the, the dark side of the emotion. You don't want to go down to the anxiety, to, be, to go to the anxiety, the depression, the anxiety, the, the madness, the sadness, the, you know, disappointment, frustration. I don't think anyone wants that. But, you know, hey, who knows, right? But anyway, when you do that, when you can do that, then you can let go of those things and you know, you also know that a lot of those feelings, and if you think back, you had this experience before, the sadness, the angry, the mad, and the happy also all mixed up in your past. Where are those things now? They're all gone, right? Now you're experiencing new things. Past experiences are all gone, right? So you have gone through many emotions. Now you understand that, oh, 
Was it worth my peace back then, last week, yesterday, last month, that I had this fight and all, and now what happened? That emotion was gone, and it was replaced by something else. Then you start to understand about the law of impermanence. See? Anicca, the law of impermanence. You're going to get to understand more and, and that's where wisdom arises. That's when wisdom arises. You don't follow the ego in, anymore because the ego suppresses the wisdom. The wisdom lives on the other side of the ego emotion. When there are ego emotion, there is no wisdom. Wisdom lives on the other side of the ego. If you can catch the ego, catch your emotion and keep it at bay, wisdom will come. Okay, so that is the key, right? So once you cross the bridge, just like I said, there's a whole wide world of wisdom that brings you more peace, brings you more harmony to living with nature. The universe is waiting for you. See, but you have to cross the bridge from the... You have to break that barrier. You have to let go of the ego emotion. Then, and you let it go by observing your mind and you ask yourself, do I need to have this feeling? Especially the unpleasant one. Okay, and as you go further and further, the lesson that you learn start to come together. And the Eightfold Noble Path will make sense to you. Right? And the law of cause and effect will make sense to you. And the teaching of dependent origination that things this thing depends on the other things for things to happen will make sense for you. Okay, but it requires your effort. All those lessons, you need to learn them. It's like a prerequisite. But once you apply to it, when you apply to your own mind as a lab, when it start to click, those lessons that you are learned, that you remember, it becomes, it makes sense to you. And then think, click, 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 click together. One day, it's just like that. You find it. You say, ah, I got it. I see it. I see how my mind works. I can see it. I can see what the ego is. I get it. But I also know since I'm a novice, I know the mind, this ego mind, is very fast and it needs training. 
or we can call mind bending, right? Because it's been like this for your life, for the entire life. Now you know what your mind is, and now you can start to bend, start to tame it. Then you become detached to it. Step by step, you will see the benefit of being a much more peaceful person that will give you the kind of person that bring you home, the kind of things that bring you home, you become more aware. So I hope you get the message that, uh, that I have covered today that is is so important that a lot of people uh, is missing this part that how is it that I connect that I can apply it to my to my daily life you know after many retreat after meditation for many years still doesn't work I still have anger anxiety you know and all that stuff because you need that bridge you need you need to experiment it. You need to follow it, the mind, and see how it is. You need to understand the different ingredients of the mind. Okay, so yes, and that's about it. I hope you guys, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, because Dharma applies to everybody, regardless of age. It doesn't matter who. I hope you benefit from this uh, episode. And yes, if you have a question, please drop me a voicemail. Be glad to uh, respond back. And until we meet again, Namaste.